blessing that was placed on Adam in the Garden of Eden is nothing to be compared to the blessing that God is placing on man in Abraham. The Bible says the first Adam was made a living soul. But the second Adam, which was the seed of Abraham, was made a life-giving spirit. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. Now, Abraham has just come back from defeating kings and taking from them what they had. And it was in a terrain that was not all his natural, his natural environment. So, he, being a foreigner, fighting kings, his life was no longer secure. Verse 1. After these things, after the conquering of the kings in Canaan, after these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, you have killed all these kings. You have killed and destroyed them and collected their wealth from them and given to all these other guys. He says, Don't be afraid. Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. I am your cover. I am your shield. I'm shielding you from all danger. If there are economic crises, I am your shield. If there is a breakout of coronavirus, I am your shield. Whether there be a second or a third wave or a fifth wave, it doesn't matter how many waves roll out of coronavirus, I am your shield. He didn't say your employer is your exceeding great reward. He says, I am your exceeding great. He didn't say, I am your reward. He says, I am your exceeding. He didn't say, I'm your great reward. He says, I am your exceeding great reward. Let's go to the next verse. Two. And Abraham said, Lord God, what will thou give me? See, I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. I, I, I admire all these blessings that you are talking about in my life. But what's my own in it? I don't have a child. And all these things that you are giving me is another guy who is going to inherit them. Let's see what God responded with. Next verse. And Abraham said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my hair. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine hair, but he that shall come forth out of thine own boys shall be thine hair. Verse 5. That's where we're going. Verse 5. Now listen to me, brothers and sisters. Listen. All your prayers is not because so you can get something from God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your prayer is to give you a beautiful relationship with God. That's what your prayer is about. Some of you know that you will not pray in the whole day if there is nothing to really make you pray. Do you know what I'm talking about? So that's why God sometimes gives you some concerns. So that you remember to pray. (laughs) 
it's not your prayer. Because God's plan for your life is bigger than all of your imaginations. So how much can you pray? He said, give me a child. So he can hear it, all these things. God said, that, what are you thinking? That is too small. <laughs> and what you are thinking is too small. God brought him out. Brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven. You are looking at the children of men and comparing yourself with ordinary human beings that have one child and five children, 20 children. You are looking at the air. That's not my plan. Look up. When you compare yourself with an ordinary human being, you are limiting God's ability in your life. Your friend has bought a vine car. You have, you have not bought one. What stupidity is that? Your friend has got five children. You don't have one yet. What, what, what is that? He brought him out abroad and said, Look now towards where? Heaven. And tell what? The stars. Now, in, in English, they, they put it plural. And tell the stars. In the original Hebrew writing, it's not plural. It's singular. What was really said there is, and tell the star. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What, God didn't say tell the stars. That's why some, some translators say, and count the stars. Are, are you following this? They think what God was telling him was to count the stars. It was not the stars. It was the star. That is the body of stars. Is the star. So what God was telling Abraham is, look in heaven now and tell me. In other words, you, can you interpret the star? Are you with me? He said, look into heaven and interpret the body of stars. Abraham could not. He says, if thou be able to number them. In other words, now numbering them doesn't mean counting them. Numbering them means this is number one. This is number two. This is number three. Now, I'll, give, I'll help you to understand this. You can enter a street and say there are 15 houses on this street. Am I correct? But if a, a postman takes a letter into the street, he can't say, uh -uh. I have 15 mails for different people on this street. And there are 15 houses on this street. I'll just give it one. Any, any mail that comes first, I give to number one house. Any mail that comes second, I give to the number two house. Is that what is going to happen? Will it work? It's not going to work. The way it works is that you number the house. This is number one. This one is number two. Even if you go and start from the end, the other side, that house will still be number one. Are you following what I'm talking about? So, what God was telling Abraham is look at the star and use your human imagination to interpret it. He says, if you can't do that, he says, if you can't do that, so shall thy seed be. The word that was translated seed here is also a singular seed. He says, so shall thy seed be. In other words, I'm going to give you a seed that will be a body of stars. And that seed is the seed Jesus was talking about when he spoke to Nicodemus in John chapter 3. He said in verse 8, from verse 5, he said, the, he called it the spirit, the spirit. 
He says, he that is born of the spirit is spirit. He says, you can, he says it's like a wind. The wind goes where it goes, where it wish. You can hear it blow. You can hear the sound. You can feel it. He said, but you can't tell where it's going or where it's coming from. He says, so is everyone that is born of the spirit. You cannot understand his life. You look at the life of, just like I told you before, that God is a spirit, not because you cannot see him. Because Moses saw him. And there are other things that you cannot see. But there are no spirits. You can't see gems. Gems in the toilet. You can't see them. But they are there. But they are no spirits. Are you with me? So what you don't see does not necessarily mean spirit. Spirits are what operate at dimensions that are beyond the ordinary. They can walk past you. You can't see them. But they can walk past you again and you see them. Are you following what I'm talking about? So they operate at dimensions. They can give out what they have and what is left increase. How does this happen? I'm not talking about angels. I'm talking about us too because we are spirit beings now. The way we operate is different to the way the worldly people operate. According to the world system, the more you can keep, the more you have. As you accumulate, you are having. As you accumulate, you are having. But in our own system, the more you give, the more you have. I want you to understand something. In Genesis chapter 15, this same chapter, God had to cut a covenant with Abraham. And he cut a blood covenant with Abraham. You can read it, that chapter 15, Genesis chapter 15. Blood covenant is such that everything that is yours, if I cut a blood covenant with you, everything that is yours becomes mine. Everything that is mine becomes yours. And if I break this covenant, my life goes for it. That's what blood covenant means. In those days, they split animals and put them apart. And the two guys that are taking this oath or cutting this covenant hold themselves hand in hand and carry a lamp in front of them and walk through in between the cut animals together. In other words, if I break my part of this covenant, my life goes for it like this animal's life have gone apart. But when God caught the covenant with Abraham, he put Abraham to sleep. And he walked through by himself alone. Abraham woke up in the sleep and he could see a burning furnace. Like the one Moses saw later on on Sinai, on Mount Sinai. He saw that light burning in between the cut animals. And there was a lamp carried. He couldn't see the hand, but there was a lamp being carried in front of the burning furnace. So Abraham knew that must have been God walking through. Are you with me? Now, God passed through the covenant himself. In other words, if Abraham break his part of the covenant, his life won't go. But God knew that he won't break his own part of the covenant. But a covenant was caught between man and God. Which make it possible for God 
to now take on him the responsibility that was man's. It was man's responsibility to pay for his sin that he has entered into. But God was now sharing that responsibility with man. And so, he was going to give man his own seed. And afterwards, God began to pronounce on Abraham the seed. And that seed, which is actually of God, was imparted into Abraham. So Abraham began to carry the seed which we eventually refer to as the seed of Abraham. The one God was blessing inside Abraham. That seed we found in Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 is Christ. But that seed actually came from God. God was only able to impart it into Abraham after in the covenant with Abraham. So what God had, the seed which is Christ, he could now give to Abraham because he has caught the blood covenant with Abraham. So Abraham now carried a seed inside him which originally belonged to God. That seed could be called the seed of Abraham, even though originally it was the seed of God. Now it could be called the seed of Abraham. Abraham carried that seed from one generation to another until Jesus was born, who is called Christ. When Jesus was born, he was not born biologically from Abraham. He needed to have been born by a virgin. But with the biological seed, again, from the Holy Spirit. Praise God. And so he was called the child of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus came on the earth, he preached the good news. And when it was time for him to die for man, there happened another situation that needed to be resolved. I'll tell you what that situation is. If Jesus, the Son of the Holy Spirit, had gone to the cross to die, it would have been a righteous man just dying for nothing. There needed to be a connection between the technon of God and the technon of man. Are you guys with me? There needed to be a connection. Just as there was a connection between God and Abraham. There needed to be a connection between Jesus, the Son of the Holy Spirit, and humanity, the seed of Adam. And how would Jesus do this? He said to his disciples, it's about the feast of Passover. Go get it ready. And they all came there. And as they were eating, the Bible said, Jesus took bread. Now he had told them that I was look, he was looking forward very dearly to that Passover feast. He had had Passover feast with them before because it's done every year by the Jews. But this one, he said, I was looking forward to it. Why? Because there was something that was going to happen 
during that feast. While they were doing the feast of the Passover, Jesus took bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body which is broken for you. He says, take it. Every one of you, they ate. And then in the same manner, he took wine and said, this is my blood. Are you listening to this? Which is shed for you. And he gave to them and got every one of them to drink. Are you following what's going on here? Now he was sharing with them a blood covenant. And he said, but there's somebody here who is sharing a blood covenant with me. Who is going to betray me? He said, it shall be better for him that he was not born. Because when you break, break blood covenants, is your life gone for it. Are you following the, what is playing out here? Now, of course, you know he was talking about Judas Iscariot, who still betrayed him eventually. Now, but it was necessary for him to share this blood covenant with them. Otherwise, he could not share their sins. When he shared the blood covenant with them, he, began, he became one together with them. Blood covenant makes you one with the person you share blood covenant with. If the person has asset, his asset becomes yours. If he has liabilities, his liabilities becomes yours. Are you following what I'm talking about? So the sin of man could now pass on Jesus Christ. So when he went to the cross the next day, he was not going as the holy Jesus. He was going as a seed that was carrying the sins of man upon him. Because he has partook through blood covenant with the nature of man. So he could now represent the whole nature of man. Are you following what is going on here? So he went to the cross because he has shared the blood covenant with man. The sin that is upon man, he could now carry upon him as he was going to the cross. But there was something significant he said. He said, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, keep reminding yourself of this covenant that we are in. Every one of us, as we share the covenant, as we share the communion, we are reminding ourselves that we are one together with Jesus Christ. And at the same time, one together with one another. So as a Christian, I can never go behind or in front of you to say hot against you. Or to discuss negative things about you. I can never. Are you following what I'm talking about? Because I share in a blood covenant with you. The same blood covenant that binds me with Jesus Christ. I can't break it. If I break it, I'm cutting myself off of Jesus Christ. So when it's a Christian we are talking about, I watch my words. You see that brother? I don't understand why he's... Uh, uh, go, on, go and say it where you want to say it. Don't, don't, I'm not part of it. Are you following what I'm talking about? I can't be part of that. Because risking the blood with which I was purchased into Christ. I can't be part of it. Are you following what I'm explaining to you brothers and sisters? Never in your life participate in any discussion that is against another Christian. It doesn't matter what it is. If a brother offends you, go to him. You, go to him. 
I didn't like this thing you did, brother. I actually didn't like it. I felt a, a bit hot about it. If he says, if he talks like that, and he, uh, you say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go and look for another brother. And I, I dare suggest that the first brother you probably sh you, you should look for will be the pastor. Because I'm a brother. To, are you following what I'm talking about? Go and look for a brother, Pastor Marvin. What that brother did, I, didn't, I, I, I was kind of hot. I've spoken to him, but he didn't see it in the same way that I see it. Am I the one that is wrong or what? Are you following what I'm saying? Not. In fact, that brother, I told him he did something wrong. He, 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 he was talking like this. I don't understand all this kind of thing. So, in fact, before long now, they will not, it's not that I'm trying to talk to you that uh, somebody did wrong. But, in fact, I just want you to know that I don't understand sometimes kind of things that is going on in this place. You see, I don't understand. It's not that I'm trying to complain, but you see the kind of things that is going on. I don't understand. You see, he's on a mission. Are you following what I'm talking about? When, when someone is on that kind of mission, Apostle Paul said, mark him. <laughs> mark him. You know when you mark someone so that you can easily recognize him. Mark him. What should we be talking about? He says, admonishing one another with psalms and hymns. When you say, hey, bro, God, hallelujah, glory to God, the word of God is working. That is the way we should greet one another. We come to the other one. Oh, hallelujah. My life is beautiful. I can see blessings upon your life. The glory of God is upon your life. When you see the next sister, you are talking about, oh, praise God. I heard you got a new job. Hallelujah. That's the work of God. When you see the other one, you are talking good things. Apostle Paul said, this is the kind of things you should meditate on. He said, Philippians 4, 8. He says, this is the kind of things you should make your mind be meditating on. The things that God prays in it. The things that God good virtues. The things that have got good things to talk about. He said, that is what you should put your mind on. And when your mind is full of such things, your mouth will be talking such things.